It was the year of fans. The year of newbies. The year we reviewed the show with love. It was the year of predictions. The year of great feedback. The year of puns. And the year of memes. It was a new season. It was a podcast of future history. It was the year absolutely nothing changed. The year is 2015. The show down below. Again, everyone, welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ann. I'm Heidi. Beth is in some other continent right now, so she won't be joining us today, but she should be back next week. We are pleased to be joined once again by the last minute replacement guest. It's Shane. Hey, Shane. Hello there. I have to be honest with you, I have no note for this. I am literally. Put, uh, put into this thing about three hours ago. So right. <laughs> all, I've, all I've done is watch the episode. I've got no notes whatsoever. So at least you uh, had time to rewatch it. Yes, that's true. We appreciate it, Shane. That's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> um. I say uh, today we are here to discuss episode sixteen of season four, the exercise of vital powers. <laughs> First. Uh, the voice of the resistance. This is ISN Underground News. Something a little different this week, as we here at ISN Underground have unearthed an unbroadcast section of ISN News, the propaganda arm of the Clark administration. In other news, the Babylon 5 terrorists continue to strike fear in the hearts of venerable Earth colonies that need military protection. And government oversight now more than ever. We here at ISN know that our government will never back down in the face of terrorism. And we encourage our loyal audience to show your support for them now more than ever before. In a related story, we can go live to a street party where locals are celebrating the opening of a new Minimax Serenity Tower in their neighborhood. This is an imaginary podcast, which may never have happened. The Shortbox Showcase. But then again may have. About a father and daughter. I'm Professor Allen. And I'm Emily. Who came from Ohio and talked about comics. Walking Dead. Tintin. Black Lightning. White Tiger. It tells of their rise to glory, when the great guests were yet to be booked. Let's put it this way, Shogun Warriors wasn't going to win any Eisners. And the great feats of editing, not yet performed. This is Ultra 7, this is Ultraman Jack, and this is Ultraman Taro, and this is Ultraman Leo, and this Ultra- Of how they spoke at length. This continuity is really the brainchild of nitpicking nerds the world over. But to be fair, the best kind of confession is the Force Confession. And reviewed in brief tales that explore creatively the bounds of a given character's history. Red Sun is wonderful with a very strange ending. Of brilliant creators before their fall from grace. This is the era where Miller is at the height of his creative and artistic powers. 
and the ability of strong writing to encapsulate and transcend its time. Flash of Two Earths by Gardner Fox. This is an imaginary podcast. Aren't they all? Shortbox Showcase is part of the Relatively Geeky family of podcasts. Check us out on the web at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search in iTunes for Relatively Geeky or Shortbox Showcase. And remember, we're not experts. We're just family. The Exercise of Vital Powers originally aired June 2nd, 1997. I'm pretty sure the first week of June was um, orientation week. What are you going to say, Shane? <laughs> I was going to say, and the UK uh, air date was the uh, 6th of November, 1997. Okay. Mm. Well, one of my favorite segments is Where Was Will in the 90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. To finish that. So I went to orientation with my mom because I didn't have like friends to go with, like a lot of people I know went with, like buddies. So they had to put us in dorm rooms. So um, I couldn't, you know, the dorms aren't co-ed, so I couldn't share a room with my mom. So they just put us both in rooms with random people. And I got in that night and, you know, at a decent hour and went to bed. And my roommate for the night came in, like, really late. And I never really got a good look at his face. He just said hi, and I said hi. And that was, like, pretty much all we said to each other. <laughs> and he went to sleep. And I saw him a little bit. I guess on my way out the uh, door the next morning when it was time to go home. But every once in a while, I'm like, I wonder who that guy was and what happened to him. <laughs> Just one night sleeping in the same room together. I worked for the university. I probably could have found out who it was if I wanted to. The records. But. Anyway, that was, <laughs> I don't know what to call it. They have the, they had the what millennium minute on intro to X. That'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Where was Will in the 90s? Work. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> is. So, this was directed by John Lafia, who last directed The Long Night, which was 11 episodes ago. And it was written by JMS. And I just had to check one second to make sure you're recording. <laughs> once again, I am, like the third time I've checked. <laughs> I am recording a backup, Will. Because was it last week that we may have lost a couple minutes? Since the episode hasn't been edited yet, I don't know. Um, so the episode begins with the voice of the resistance. Turns out more colonies are being freed. Yeah, um, I, I just think that was kind of way to bookend the episode. Where, where it's the real episode starts with uh, Garibaldi doing his uh, detective thing. You know, the whole idea of the uh, yeah, you know, the voiceover. Yeah, yeah, the noir. Yeah, so. Yeah, it was almost like it had two beginnings because the Garibaldi voiceover seemed like it should have really been the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Garibaldi's personal log, he's afraid it would happen, so he's come back to Mars. Uh, three times before, Mars almost killed him and he's sorry and never get another chance. And humans don't belong here on Mars. Wade wants him to wear a blindfold and Garibaldi reluctantly agrees. <laughs> I mean, they could have actually had anything for the blindfold, but they actually made something up with a little nose bridge cut out for the nose, sorry. (laughs) I can breathe. (sighs) On Babylon 5, Franklin's mad that he can't figure out this telepath problem yet. 
Um, he really wants to know what the uh, captain's plan is. He's talking to Zack. Lita comes to see Zack, and he has a job for another scan, but it's time. You know, the person has agreed to it to help him jog his memory. Uh, while she's there, she momentarily wakes up one of the telepaths. This was so cool, <laughs> I guess. Like, it, I had no idea what was going on. I was just like, what? Mm. What's she doing? I kind of think of it as well. She's touched by the Vorlons. They've been touched by the shadows, so they've kind of got a common bond. Yeah. That is that is a good way to think of it. I didn't come to that. I mean, come on! You've got a you've you've got a hate. Um, um, his name just gone out of my head. Help, Franklin. Doctor. Franklin. Thank you. You've got. Thank you. <laughs> That's an edit, people. That's an edit. Uh, you've got to hate Franklin in this scene, though. You've got to hate him. Well, um, I hate him all the time, so <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> because you know. You've you've got um, t- um, you know, no, you've got the te- you've got the telepath. We don't know, we don't know his name. Uh, falling down to the floor, you've got all the uh, medics rushing around to help him. And what would you see, Franklin? We see a smile, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's ah, uh, I've finally got the answer to this great puzzle. Yes, he should be rushing to help the um, telepath who's just collapsed on the floor. Uh, <sighs> to be fair, you had the um, other medic when it started happening, and she just her jaw just fell open, and she actually fell, uh, let go of uh, the clipboard she was holding or whatever, and yeah. it clattered to the floor. It was really loud. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, they're overplaying it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All I did was wake up. Big deal. <laughs> um. So on Mars, Garibaldi talks to Lee. She says it was a good time for him to come when Edgar's enters he and sends Lisa away and we get to see Edgar's for the first time. Yeah, I mean, this guy, we've already heard him over the cards and he sound, sounded smug then, but here, right away, I mean, we get a CJ um, shot of how big his building is and then he has a nerve to call it small. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't seem all that intimidating, but <laughs> he has a lot of power. You know, Ian, power. Ian, I know somebody exactly like that. <laughs> Who is like, yeah, my house is so tiny. And it's like, no, no, it's, it's not. Uh, plenty of space there. So, yeah, Garibaldi is tired of, um, he was tired of not being able to see his employer. And he got tired of Sheridan. And knows that Edgar's company is supplying Earth Force. So, yeah, that's why he came. And Edgar thinks they have to work from the inside instead of trying to use military. Of course Edgar says that. He's got power at the moment. If they tear the system up, he's going to lose any sort of power and leverage he's got. Yeah. But Garibaldi still doesn't want to hurt Sheridan. But he doesn't want Sheridan taking taking over, so he wants uh, William's help. And Edgar's wants to know what's in it for him. Garibaldi's like, yo, it'll give you more political power and could even make you president one day. But Edgar's is going to let Garibaldi in on everything until he's sure he can trust Garibaldi. No, Garibaldi. Garibaldi. I, and of course, this time around, it's, I can't help but see a certain 
mod of being in Edgar's, you know? <laughs> He's a bit too Trumpish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be even more fun to watch now. <laughs> Let's build a wall around Mars. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so Wade shows Garibaldi to his room and tells him not to touch anything, which he does. Yeah, I, I love that little moment. It's, yes, Garibaldi's not gone completely. He's still Garibaldi. <laughs> he will touch everything. And he'll get to see Edgar's again when he's sent for. Franklin catches up to Lita. I'm like, wonder how long he's been chasing her. Why didn't he just stop her before she left? Ned? <laughs> um, oh, well, sorry. he ha- he had to deal with the unconscious telepathy. It's, he um, had some principles. Um, I had one comment about Garibaldi's room. Hmm? Now, that room was small. Yeah, <laughs> that room was tidy. He's like downgraded from Babylon 5. <laughs> the impression I get... furniture. Yeah, the impression I get is that that's what the size of an apartment is on Mars, you know. You, you get... Most people have that size of a um, whole place to themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. They had more furniture, Garibaldi or Le- uh, Lita. <laughs> no, I I just took it as as Edgar's just cleared that his broom cupboard. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like <laughs> I put a bed in there. Something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Lita thinks she screwed something up, but Franklin just wants to know how she did it. She said she heard that sound a shadow ship makes, and she just made it go away. <laughs> she, so I guess that removed the influence for a while, but she's gonna try and help. Franklin. Yeah, I mean, personally, I like every time they describe how tele- te- telepathy works on Babylon 5, they use it through imagery or sound. And, you know, we because we've got no other way to describe what telepathy is. You're, you're making a sound go away. So in someone's mind, you're causing that part of the programming or whatever it is to go to one side for a bit or earlier in the series when they were talking about how to stop um, stray thoughts coming in your head, you build a wall in your mind. I I love that sort of description. And if I heard that shadow sound, I would want to make it go away too. Yep. (laughs) Um, Um, (laughs) So Garibaldi's dragged out of his room in the middle of the night so he can't prepare. He's in a room with this telepath who's questioning, uh, who's reading his the surface, doing a surface scan just to tell if he's telling the truth. And Edgar's is questioning him. Mm. I mean, it's really effective having having this telepath not speak at all, but it's yeah. also a really cheap maneuver. You know, <laughs> you <laughs> yes. don't have yeah. to hire as much. Yeah, but to say I am an extra, you don't have to pay me much. I'm just going to sit here and be quiet. <laughs> Her name was Miss Constance, played by Shelley Robertson. She has a lot of like one-off guest appearances on shows like Bones and Jane the Virgin, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Extent, Days. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Garibaldi does tell the truth about all the questions on Telepaths, but at the end, he asked Garibaldi if he's still in love with Lise, and he says no, but that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Winters tells the telepath that Wade will see to her payment. <laughs> and Edgar's goes to see Lise and tells her everything went fine, and she didn't even come up in the conversation. Mm. Lies. Indeed. 
But everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though Lise isn't quite a trophy wife, I kind of think that's how Edgar sees her. You know, they're just this youngish, pretty woman who, you know, he can just show up on, you know, that he's married. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Wade comes in and murders the telepath. Hmm. <laughs> See a payment right there. Now, Heidi, did you remember the whole thing of they were apparently um, trying to transport secretly cues to a telepathic virus? Did I remember? From earlier in the season, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Earlier... yes. It was only a few episodes ago, right? Yeah, yeah. not okay. too many, yeah. but it's kind of, you know, that's here now you're, you know, you see the telepath being shot, that doesn't quite add up, does it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm having a really hard time figuring out what exactly he is doing. Mm. Yeah, there's more later, but this was kind of a shock first of all, isn't it? Is anyone who's trying to cure a telepath virus shooting a telepath just for doing a job? Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, they were kind of vague on what they were saying around her. They were like saying... Mm. There was one time where they referred to, like, I guess, I think an earlier conversation, but just very a vague wording. Yeah. And they shot her anyway. Um, yeah, Edgar offers Garibaldi some orange juice, and he said the name of the episode in the scene. <laughs> He's talking about happiness and the exercise of vital powers or something like that. And we found out that Edgar wants to stop Earth. Uh, Clark from giving power to the telepaths. Like he's using for loyalty tests and doesn't think telepaths are going to want to let go of their power when Clark is gone and Psychor could turn into the thought police. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he really is paranoid. I mean, you know, some others on there, you know, don't quite think he's that paranoid, but, you know, it's not just the, the fact he's paranoid about telepaths, but he. He he knows that if you know he could lose his power quite easily, so it's even more kind of a Trump analogy of you know someone in power that wants to hold on to power at almost any cost. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. So, Eggers wants to take Clara Clark, but Sheridan's messing up their timeline. So he wants help with that, and Garibaldi's going to go think about it. Finally, see Sheridan again. I guess he was in that opening monologue, but he didn't say anything. But in this scene, Sheridan gets a an update from Ivanova about some more ships joining their side. Oh, worried about yeah, because we've skipped. Oh, I'm just about to say we've skipped over a scene earlier because we're about to cut to Sheridan having a talk with Franklin, but we've skipped over the scene where um, Lita and Franklin slowly wake up the. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they wake him up slowly so the doctor can see what's happening, and the guy chokes the doctor and tries to kill himself, but Lita telepathically puts him to sleep. Yeah, I mean, that, again, that's even more of a, whoa, Lita's powerful. I thought that maybe she just, like, backed off on the what she was doing to help him come to. I think she. Oh, I always thought she put the thought in his mind to go to, go to sleep. sleep. Yeah. Okay. Well, not just that. 
he was trying to cut himself and she was actually fighting him. I think yeah. she was actually making sure he didn't stab himself as well. Which is interesting, really interesting, because it's like, was it more of a thing of like with her mind, she was holding his hand back or like making him think, but only in part of his mind that he didn't want to do it because he was obviously still struggling to try and do it. So it's like, how does half of your mind fight for and half of your mind fight against something? Mm. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a really interesting thing, uh, sequence, really. <laughs> but frankly, uh, yeah. it does get results out of this little experiment. Yeah, and we do, for, do find out that um, Delin is on her way back from Minbar. Yay, no. <laughs> Are we happy about that? Um <laughs> Sheridan gets transferred to Franklin when Franklin demands to know what Sheridan has in mind for the telepath and whatever he hears, he doesn't like, but Greece is the only way. And he has a long term job for Lita. They're going to Mars. Mm. It's everybody converging on Mars. It seems <laughs> yeah. like. Oh, but yeah, it's a nice moment for Franklin, though, I think. Well, at least for Rich Beats, the way he, he acts here, it's just. He, he see he seems crushed. He seems defeated, and it looks like you know the fact that Sheridan has changed. It's almost as if he's he's lost Sheridan as a friend. You know, Sheridan's his commander and someone he still respects, but the old Sheridan wouldn't do this. The friend I had before wouldn't do this. Yeah. So Lee's takes Garibaldi some food in his room. He can't figure out why she likes Edgar's and I zoned out at this point. I just know they were talking about their past relationship. <laughs> anytime Lee on screen, it's difficult to pay attention. <laughs> I think he said she did, doesn't know if he would have come back for her if she had called him after her last husband left. And that was the problem. Just no chemistry between them. <laughs> it's like Mulder and Scully. Um. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. <laughs> trying to fight. <laughs> um, so, um, Edgar's goes to visit some sick people in hospital in beds. And, yeah, he touches one of them, but he said, you know, he can't be infected. He wants them all killed, so they oh, don't suffer anymore. No, he doesn't just want them killed. He wants them put down. And just if you look at the way he treats the guy who's sick, he pats his head, and the way he talks to him, it's going to be fine. So he's treating that man like an animal and saying, put them down. He doesn't think of them as people. He says, let's not add to the pain in the universe yet if we don't have to. And Garibaldi's decided that he's all the way in. He's all in. <laughs> Edgar's wants Garibaldi to give him Sheraton to turn over to Clark so Clark will drop his guard. Garibaldi doesn't want to do that, but eventually he agrees. He says you can get to Sheraton through his father because his father needs medicine for a rare blood disease. And then Garibaldi. there's a spider crawling across the floor. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> uh, why go, Aldi? Why do you have to do this? Yeah. I don't know where that spider went, so I'm going to be sitting like this away from the mics. <laughs> um, Get the torch! Get the torch! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, find a telepath, quick. 
<laughs> yeah. Here's Lita. Or Londo. Uh, Londo could help you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that would mean you, you'd have... this entire... Well, room. I was going to say, you'd have to get the um, spider to crawl up on the chair and blow that up. Yeah. I'm just burning this whole living room <laughs> yeah. down. <I'm> just... <laughs> um... Uh. And of course, the floor right now. Anyway, back to the show. I think. Yeah. Did it end so, with these monologue? Does it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. I don't remember what it said. Kind <laughs> of. He kind of said something along the lines, "Well, that he's finished the job. He doesn't feel anything anymore." Uh, um. Yeah, that was in the episode. That was quick recap. It was. <laughs> oh, he, quick recap. Yeah. Um. It's difficult to discuss uh, some of those scenes, though, because not much happens, yet very important things happen, because you've got a couple of things. You've got Garibaldi ending up on Mars and deciding he's going to betray Sheridan. You get a bit more on Edgar and, you know, what his motivations are. You get Lita... Figuring out how to wake uh, the telepaths up, and then Franklin and Lita heading off to Mars. And those are the three main things that happen. Nothing much else happens, really. Oh, uh, yes, see, there was Bill Blair. Um, <laughs> the title is a reference to Aristotle's definition of happiness as the exercise of vital powers along lines of excellence in a life affording them scope. I was wondering what that was. Link, um, you know, the Night of Long Knives as a reference to Roman history. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And let's see, anything else is interesting? What are the um? We yeah. didn't have any aliens in this episode at all. Yeah, well, Bill ah. Blair was in it. Yeah, but in the background, <laughs> maybe. Maybe I guess we that... have to give him favorite alien. Yeah, I suppose probably the scene in the corridor with between Franklin and Ivanova. No, Franklin and uh, Lita, sorry. Uh, I didn't even realize that. Wow. That's so weird. Yeah. So, yes. Um, do we have any quotes? Oh, yes, I've I have got one. one. Okay, sh- uh, go ahead. Okay, let me bring it up on my screen here. Everybody lies. That's a very sad ver- View of the universe, Mr. Garbody? Yeah, well, but it's the only one I've got and it works for me. Hmm. You can get along well with Dr. House. <laughs> That's true. It's never lupus. Uh, I've got liters. Go to sleep now. It's. Yeah. Mm. The others. Um, isn't a very not really. There's like lots of speechy kind of things, but not really. <laughs> There was no delay, and we had speeches. And um, no one's got a. Um, I've, I've got a uh, least quote. Got, um, <laughs> I've, I've got another backup quote if you want. Go for it. Yeah. Um, do you know the ancient Greeks define happiness? Not offhand, but they'll be willing to bet it involved three goats and a jug of wine. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see, who is our human of the week? Um, I'm quite angry at Garibaldi. I wasn't liking Sheridan's... I don't know what's going on there, but 
I didn't was not happy with him really either. I never liked Franklin. Um, I'm giving it to uh, Lita. Yeah, I know we've uh, given it to Lita quite a few times, but I think she kind of deserves it this week. And do we want to name an alien or just... Uh, Gold Blair Extra. (laughs) He's uncredited as alien. (laughs) I'm just going to say alien uncredited. (laughs) Um... Yikes! Well, I can't even remember how we do the show. Uh, uh, the check. Um, ratings, is it? Ratings, yes. I'm going to start this out, Shay. Oh, rating. Um, I've always remembered this episode as um, the middle chapter of a book. Um, I, I, I don't know how to describe this without being spoilery. Let me let me put it this. We're on episode what of the season? 16, 17, uh, 15? Yeah, six, 16. 16, okay, brilliant, 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 brilliant. It's um it's second like middle chapter of the of a book. It's Portland the place places in for the end chapter or for the end of the season, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um trying to as I said, I'm trying to dance around spoilers. Um, setting things up. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, so I'm going to have to probably have to give this uh, ooh, seven out of ten dead telepaths. Oh, sorry, dying telepaths. Seven out of ten. How about you, Heidi? Um, I quite enjoyed the setup, actually, of this episode. I liked where it kind of points towards that things are going, I guess. Even though I'm, like, annoyed at the people and their decisions. Um, I think it's interesting. And so I was very happy with that. And I also was... Uh, I was so disgusted with Garibaldi by the end when he he tells... Uh, uh, is his name Edgar's? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounded wrong. Anyway, um, when he tells Edgar's about Sheridan's father, I was just like, oh, Garibaldi, you, oh, you're terrible. What happened to you? Um, and so there was a lot of emotion involved in this episode, which is a good thing in my book, even though they were angry emotions. Um, so I'm going to go with an 8 out of 10. Um, more transports on mars okay how about you ian yeah well i'm kind of more disappointed in garibaldi than angry per se because he's better than this um and the rest of the episode things get revealed and teased and set up but not very much happens i mean we we're half an hour into the episode our episode on this um and usually we go at least 15 minutes even an hour before we even do our ratings so that goes to show how little's actually in this episode so as a result although interesting stuff happens i've got to give it seven out of ten cups of orange yeah i was kind of bored <laughs> with this it had some good stuff like with lita and, well, garibaldi this is this is spoilery. Um, 
It's probably one of my least favorite storylines of the entire show because I hate it when friends fight. <laughs> so I don't know. I just I never really never have enjoyed that storyline. Um, uh, what else happened? Yeah, Lita was good, but I didn't. The Lita Frankenstein's good. I didn't really like the rest too much. I'll give it six and a half out of ten. Spiders that ran under tables. Now you can't find them. <laughs> Just knock the legs out of the ta- all the table and splat. There goes the spider. Yeah. <laughs> That's a seven point one two. Yeah, we do below season three. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so these last six are very strong episodes. Um. So let's us head to Garibaldi's tiny room and see if he'll tell us where Feedback Land is. <laughs> well, if not, we'll just touch everything in there. <laughs> now, I can't pull up email on the web, but it's on my phone. So <laughs> I may just read them all. Yeah, you'll be reading them all this week. <laughs> <laughs> First email... From Lori and Carl. Uh, they say, hello, ambassadors, commanders, and visitor. Hey, Lori and Carl. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. With this episode... Uh, okay, sorry, I'm getting iPhone notifications while I read. Um, with this episode, we get to find out a lot more about Mars, Earth, President Clark, and the Psychor. Did any of what we found out surprise you? Carla was not surprised, but it felt that all was a good progression. It made sense that a corporation like Edgar's would be very opposed to the Psychor, as that kind of business is built on hidden information that he would not want stolen. We are surprised to hear there are only two million people on Mars. Carl has assumed there were more. However, since it does not appear terraformed, that is still a lot of dome habitat. When Wade tells Garibaldi to try and not touch anything in the room, would everyone have done what Garibaldi did? I know I would have. I thought it was a nice character touch. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I a room like that which watching. hardly has anything in it, it's easy to touch everything. It's so small as well. <laughs> at least at least I would reach out and touch something. Like, really, don't touch anything. Come on. I'm, like, in this six-by-six <laughs> six space. Yeah. Um, back on B5, the only major development is with Franklin and the telepath. Carl thought that the Vorlon influencing leader may have counteracted the shadow influence in the telepath to help wake him, though we still do not know what Sheridan wants with the telepath. Carl did not have any specific predictions, but assumes that it's nothing good given the way Sheridan is going. In general, Carl has been feeling that the story of the season is becoming increasingly dark and the characters are becoming much more gray which is not a bad thing story-wise. He does not really think Sheridan should be going up against Earth as he is, or at least that it will end badly, and agrees with Garibaldi that Sheridan seems too power-hungry. He has been comparing him to Alexander the Great. Looking forward to your thoughts and predictions. Lori's rating, 7.5 out of 10 glasses of orange juice, human, Garibaldi, alien. What alien? We need some humor from fear. Calls ratings, two dark times, 29. Species, humanity, death, our hopes in the victory of good, plot, necessity over good, 
dramatic moment becoming that which we fight against comedic moment sigh <laughs> actor jerry doyle thanks guys laurie and carl yeah thanks so for carl's rating does humanity win by default <laughs> <laughs> yes next email is from yarsto <laughs> very interesting spelling of the word feedback is that a um, hello down below casters here's my feedback for the exercise of idle powers I have to keep it brief this time busy weekend anyway this week Garibaldi reaches Mars and meets William Edgars aka the voice of King Arthur from the legend of Prince Valiant or Zorro's dad from the 1990 TV series or any of a host of other childhood memories Garibaldi now says he wants to stop both Sheridan and Clark. He gets interrogated as a result, and we find out Edgars has a strange notion of playing t- paying telepaths. <laughs> Meanwhile, in B5, we see the frozen telepaths again. Franklin is getting frustrated at his inability to remove their implants. When Lita gets a response, Franklin becomes the next person in this season's Everyone Wants Something from Lita rotation. Franklin also insists on finding out why the telepaths are so important. Whatever Sheridan tells him in response is apparently shocking. Quotes Garibaldi, I've got to be out of my mind. Sheridan, any more defection in this little war is going to be really one-sided. Ivanova, you sound disappointed. Favorite characters, Franklin, possibly a controversial choice, but he does do good work in this one. Alien, shadow implants, shadow tech is usually partly organic from what we've seen. Hence the implants qualify as the only alien life form with major screen time as far as I can tell. Maybe Bill Blair played an alien implant. Um, <laughs> episode rating four out of five ships joining the rebels today. Yarsto from the Netherlands. Thanks, Thank Yarsto. you, Yarsto. Our last email is from Yan and says, hello, down belowers. Here's some feedback for the season four, episode 16, the exercise of vital powers. A lot of Garibaldi and a bit of the campaign against Clark. The voice of the resistance is alive and well. Ivanova does a stellar job. Garibaldi is worried. What will he do? Apparently nothing until he thinks he can trust Mr. Edgars. And he can be, as we know it, a bit of a contrarian. Oh, the interview of Garibaldi with the telepath listening in was quite interesting. And she got her payment indeed, just not exactly what she expected. It looks like Edgars has an inkling on the shadow influence on President Clark. He may not know the full story, but the way he talks about it screams shadows, doesn't it? The whole morning conversation was very interesting. Oh, Lisa Garibaldi. Sniff. <laughs> Smiley. Oh, winky face. Um, now, do you know Garibaldi will go through with going to Sheridan? It's a question. Do you think Garibaldi will go through with getting to Sheridan? Hey, Lita wakes up one of the shadow implanted telepaths, and Franklin is overjoyed by the result. (laughs) The campaign against Clark is going better than expected. Sheridan is still worried. What does Sheridan want Franklin to do with the implanted telepath? By all accounts, Franklin really did not like it. Favorite, human, Garibaldi, alien. Which alien? Um, Quotes Garibaldi. Touch, 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 touch. <laughs> um, Garibaldi, Mars. I can't believe I'm back on Mars. Three times this place almost killed me. I swore I'd never give it the chance to finish the job. Humans got no business being here, no business at all. About telepaths, Mr. Edgars, do you believe they are a menace to society? Garibaldi, quietly, the biggest one we got. Edgars, 
We're going to change the world, Mr. Garibaldi. I hope you'll work with me. And Edgar's about power. Clark is an amateur. Rating this episode has a lot of setup and not too much. It is interesting, but not spectacular. So I give it seven and a half dead telepaths. That's all for now. Take care for a while. The Shadow War is over. Their minions are still out there and there is no surrender, no retreat. Yan the Babylon Lurker. Thanks, Yan. Thanks, Yan. And that is all our feedback this week. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Uh, um, so, want to do predictions? <laughs> Let's do it. So the name, what's the next hey. episode, I think, is... Yeah, it's The Face of the Enemy. Can, am I allowed to do an opinion spoiler? Um, sure. Yeah. It has my favorite scene of all Babylon 5 in it. Ooh. My favorite my favorite single scene of all five seasons is in next week's episode. Then we expect feedback from you next week. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, um, <laughs> face of the enemy, I'm afraid that it's going to be um, kind of a reference to Garibaldi and Sheridan going against each other. So I think that that's probably where the face of the enemy is coming from. The face of the enemy is really the face of your friend. And then I will be sad. Um, but overall predictions, the biggest thing from this episode, which probably isn't what you would think it would be, but the biggest thing that I took away from this episode was I'm honestly not sure at this point who is right. I feel like both Garibaldi and Sheridan are going about this the wrong way. But I think Garibaldi might be right that they did do something to Sheridan because now he's acting weird. And, and of course, Garibaldi's still acting weird. So maybe they both had something done to them. Um, but I also wonder if President Clark isn't a little smarter than we're giving him credit for because it seems like these people that are coming and surrendering so quickly and jumping to the other side... That it's a setup, like a Trojan horse or something. So, um, yeah, that's what I think is going on there. They're going to have more problems uh, from the inside, I guess. I I have no idea what Eggers is doing with the telepaths. Um, yeah, I really can't even speculate on that at this point. Um, but it intrigues me, and I can't wait to find out more. Yeah, well, with six episodes left, we're getting close to the end yeah so stuff's got to uh ramp up at this point and i think that's all of it i can really predict without elizabeth to bounce things off of <laughs> yeah all right well 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 <clears throat> shay thank you for stepping in last last minute last hour <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure hopefully we'll be able to get john on sometime in the future um, oof. <laughs> Can't see what I'm looking at. It's a Donald Trump GIF. Um, <laughs> um no, so yes. Keep the rant in. Keep the rant in. <laughs> uh, yes, that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next week with the face of the enemy. But until then, goodbye. Stroke off. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, down below podcast.com 
Facebook.com slash group slash down below podcast and Twitter.com slash down below cast.